0: You're listening to the Eastside Church Sermon Podcast Series. We are a United Methodist congregation in East Atlanta Village. We seek to be creative, historic, inclusive, and justice-oriented. We are thrilled that you found our podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about our community, visit our website at eastsideatl.org.
1: as we navigate through this part of worship to God in God's own self. Came in the form of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whose baptism we celebrate today. And so in that spirit, let's let our scripture take us into that moment. It says, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan, to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he, John, consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him and he saw God's spirit descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from the heavens said, this is my son the beloved with whom I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God, amen. Pray with this family for a moment as we wrestle with the idea of being baptized into the beloved. Baptized into the beloved. Lord God, thank you for the way your spirit is present right now. Present in our thoughts, Present in our concerns, present in our prayers, present in the joy that we walk in and and the hopes that we expect to come to pass, present in our struggles, present in our strain, present in our celebration and truly present, Lord God, in our lament. Lord. Let your wisdom well up in us today and help us live by it and live through it that we might be your disciples who make disciples for the transformation of this world. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen hallelujah, hallelujah. As our music team takes their seats, I ask that you imagine in your heart and in your mind that they are not simply stepping down out of the pulpit. I ask that you imagine that as they take each step, that they are stepping down into the waters. Now, Rachel just messed us up because she's walking on water. <laughs> they are stepping down into the waters. The waters of the, look, look at Robert, there you go. <laughs> Robert is having a Peter moment. Oh, I'm walking, but am I, am I going now? <laughs> stepping into the waters Because something magnetic, something kinetic, something amazing has has drawn them to the waters. And let us picture the scene. Our story beginning and we find John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, walking in his mission and purpose. John, son of Zechariah and Elizabeth, John, the miracle child of prophecy whom angels had said would speak of the coming of the kingdom of God and lay a pathway on which the coming, the, the, the coming deliverer, the coming Messiah, would walk. Now many of the Hebrew people had testified that John was indeed the one of whom Isaiah had spoken centuries before when he said that there would be the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John, whose father Zechariah was a priest, was reared, molded, and mentored to not simply be a priest, but to be one so committed to the righteousness and the wisdom and the power of God indwelling his being and permeating his consciousness, that he became an ascetic. An ascetic hermit whose life rhythms were were so imbued with the cadence of spiritual practices such as fasting and praying and meditating on the scriptures. And now when we talk about John fasting and praying, we're not just talking about like the Okay, we pick a Wednesday every Wednesday and we fast. We're talking about extended fasting and praying, testing the limits even of his, of his mind, his, 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 his body and his spirit so that the idea that humanity does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, that, that this was something he literally lived. It was said that as one who lived as a hermit, who would break away from people to to be in tune with the Spirit of God, that his food was often, and i fasted before, but I've never thought about this being my nourishment. His food was locusts and honey. Now, I'm sure a lot of times when we hear locusts and we think biblically, we think about the swarms of locusts that just covered Egypt. But he's going to eat those locusts, pure protein shot. Anybody ever seen, anybody ever seen the locusts, what it looks like? It does not look like a delicacy to me. (laughs) But this is what he was dining off of. The honey I get, but the locusts, ah, okay, that is an acquired taste. So locusts and honey were his food. Now tradition also teaches us that John may have even been the most radical of a group of radical people called the Essenes. See, they were a group of ascetics who believed that that they were called to draw away from the general population in ways where they could develop a, a deepened relationship with the creator that empowered them to walk with and walk in the spirit of God in ways where divine wisdom was their consciousness. Not just part of their consciousness, it was their consciousness. And though, like the members of his guild, John often drew away to live in solitude, people heard the word that he preached, and they found it. They they, they followed it. They came to the space where he was. And when they came to the space where he was, and they heard him speak about the kingdom of God, and they heard him preach about repentance, and they and they heard him talk about this need to turn their lives over to God for a experience, or sorry, for my English teachers, not a experience, but an experience of renewal. They heard him. They were drawn to him. And Mike, if you could, could you stand up for just a moment? Could you step forward? They were drawn to him, standing in the waters. And just as our music team mentioned earlier, they went down to the waters. And as John spoke words of life and renewal, John probably, and Mike, could you? Just put your hand on my head there. Probably in a fashion like this, or maybe. Andrew, could you come forward? Woody, could you come forward for a moment? Maybe it was like that, or or maybe in a fashion like this, could you both stand here? We're gonna play that trust exercise for a moment. I need y'all to hold your hands out. As he touched them, I need y'all to catch me because this is not water.
0: (laughs) Get ready, guys. It's not water. There's no
1: pad beneath.
0: (laughs) Pretty hard down there.
1: They would lay back, go into the waters, and when they came back up, feel a renewal that absolutely changed their lives. And now as these three children of God return to their seats, don't forget that number, three. Can we give God a hand of praise for our impromptu volunteers? <laughs> they had no idea that was coming. Woody and Andrew were like, okay, trust exercise, you're supposed to tell me about that. I'm catching you in front of the people. Woo, thank God for people coming in ready, not having to get ready. And so, despite the impact that that moment that we envisioned would have on people's lives, John would say to the people, Yeah, this is great, but I'm not the one. Wait, 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 you're, what do you mean you're not the one? You, you speak the words of wisdom. You speak truth. You speak power. The Spirit of God moves when we are in your midst. We have a change that calls us to repent when we're in your midst. What do you mean you're, you're not the one? <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not the one. But I'm the one who does come before the one because indeed, and these are the words that John uttered according to the text. I baptize you with waters for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is more powerful than I, and I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, his winnowing fork in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And then, I just love it, the sound of children in the midst of the message. And then in that moment, that child whom we've talked about the last two weeks, who had been growing in wisdom before God and before humanity, now in full expression as the human being who was both human and divine comes before John to be baptized. The one who John said was the one that I'm preparing a way for came before John to be baptized. Jesus appears Coming to John to be baptized. The text says, John said, I need to be baptized by you. I mean, and, and I'm kind of laughing to myself. I guess I should share outside. outside of myself I'm laughing to myself. I'm thinking about the Eugene Peterson moments in the message where he remixes it. But I'm also just like imagining like an everyday moment where Jesus is coming and he's talking to John and saying I'm coming to be baptized and John's like, oh, like say what? <laughs> like, come again? You are coming to be baptized by me? I have seen you in the spirit. I, have, I, I know that the prophecy is manifesting through you. You are the one, but why are you coming to be baptized by me? Oh my goodness. I, I hope we're tracking this morning because I'm also thinking about a mother. I'm thinking about a mother who we've talked about in the last couple of weeks. Who receives a, 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 a miraculous moment of an angel appearing to her and saying to you, who to you Mary, yes, you, the human one, yes, you, one who sees yourself as, as, as finite. The infinite one is going to be in your womb. Yes, the the one whom spoke it all into existence is going to be inside of you. Sometimes I think we, and I know we're talking about the baptism of the Lord, but I I do think it's appropriate to talk about the Lord's mother when you talk about the baptism of the Lord, because the Lord doesn't come if the Lord doesn't come through the Lord's mother, right? But I think we sometimes, we move over her so quickly in the text that we forget the gift that she is. Talk about the word of God being alive inside of you. Like the word of God literally alive inside of her. Can you imagine the weight and the pressure? Can you imagine the the wonder and the awe? Can you imagine the kind of faith it takes to say, okay, God, yeah, literally use all of me. And now I am not going to pretend, because it would certainly be pretending, to know what that is like for a mother to carry life inside. But Mimi, Mimi, It's amazing how mothers who carry life inside hear the Spirit, of the Spirit of the Lord to say, speaking to them saying that life that was in you, dedicate that life back to me. Because in a few minutes when we baptize Orion, you are going to serve, she is going to serve as a visible testimony Of why the Lord himself even said, let me be baptized. But let's keep tracking. Because here's what the Lord said. The Lord says this. Let it be so now. For it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Speaking of being baptized by John. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, and hear the words that we heard that walked us on this journey in the beginning, just as he came up out of the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw God's Spirit descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from the heavens said, This is my Son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus said, This needs to happen to fulfill all righteousness. It's proper for us to do this. Theologians wrangle about why the Lord, who is the one who came to baptize, would need to be baptized. Many surmise that because God, in God's own self, was so committed and helping us to understand the full commitment of our lives to God, our creator, that God, as God is walking in flesh, says, I must literally be the example. As people who hear these stories as human beings from all walks of life for the span of time hear these stories about needing to be washed free of sin, about needing to be having their minds washed of the idea that, ideas that say that that they are, are, are not good enough. Ideas that say that the shame can never be removed. Ideas that say that whatever it is that bounds you and holds you and, and, and keeps you captive, they need to be washed free of those ideas to know that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there is life and there is freedom. And so to help them understand that there is life and there is freedom, I will ordain this sacramental moment of going down into the waters of life, the waters that remind them that even in the core of their being that they are more water than they are flesh and that this water is the elixir of life and that life in me is the grand elixir that gives them wholeness. I will be the example because I am the way, the truth, and the life. And as the way, the truth, and the life, I too am submitting to the mission that I knew would unfold even before time itself began to unfold. So to put it real plainly, how can I ask them to do something that I'm not willing to do for myself? Think about those human models for us where when they encourage us to walk through the fire, when they encourage us to persevere, the fact that we know that they walk through the fire and they walk through and, they, and that they persevere, it gives us trust in their testimony. One of the things I love is when mentors and teachers and, and leaders and guys in our lives say, I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Let's make it real plain. Our children do a better job of imitating what we do than they sometimes do of doing what we say. Oh, look, look at those heads nodding. <laughs> see, see, our God is very, wants to be very clear and very plain about this walk because God wants us to understand who we are and, 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 and how we can live into who we truly are. And we give all that we are over to the Lord. And so, this sacrament of baptism, this sacrament that initiates us into the divine family, Jesus, I would assert, goes through it to fulfill all righteousness because This sacrament, and you know, we we want to define what a sacrament is. We don't want to just say the word and leave it there. Sacrament, the outward sign, the outward and visible sign of an inward spiritual grace. That moment of baptism is the outward sign of this cleansing that can only happen, this renewal that can only happen, this restoring that can only happen, this vivification that can only happen when the Spirit of God washes over us and washes through us to remind us that we are indeed image bearers of God. Oh yeah, we might go through brokenness. Oh yes, we might go through moments of pain but you aren't brokenness and pain. We go through brokenness and pain. Thank you, that's right, that's right. (laughs) But every breath is an opportunity to remember that God came to restore us to the image and likeness of God. So first, Jesus is baptized as a model that we should follow as a model that reminds us that when we are baptized, it is initiation into Christian community. But now let's talk about community. See, there's something interesting happening, right? So when John would do these baptisms, it just wasn't the people who wanted to be baptized who were coming to meet him, it was the people. There were people surrounding, others who had already been baptized by those waters of repentance, others who knew the wisdom was coming and they kept getting drawn to it, just like, and this is what I love about God, and this is what I even love about our Methodist tradition. If I was not here preaching this word, our church has committed that there would be someone here preaching this word. I hope to always be able to have a great relationship with folks that are drawn here while God has me planted here. But I know in truth, it's not me that's drawing you here. Mm-mm. When we look years down the road and there's someone else standing in this spot that I'm standing in, it won't be her or him or them who drew you here. No, yes, the personal connection matters, but do you know what's really drawing you here? It's not this personality. It's not even the personality of the one who invited you here, but it is the very Spirit of God that has drawn each and every one of us here. The Spirit of God drew me here. That's why we're here, and so, back to the text, Yes, John is preaching this word, and all sorts of folks are coming, just like all sorts of folks have come here this morning. And John is preaching this word, and, and then we have this moment where, that you all help me to illuminate, where John is there, and there are people coming to be baptized, and now Jesus comes to be baptized, but guess who else is present? It says, Jesus in a vision saw the Spirit of God descending upon him like a dove, So we have Jesus present. Remember, I told you not to forget the three, right? To not forget the three. We have Jesus present. We have the Spirit of God descending like a dove. We have the Holy Spirit present. There's a third one present because we heard the voice of God saying, This is my Son, the Beloved, in whom I am well pleased. The three. There's a Trinitarian manifestation. We see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, or God the Maker, God the Word, God the Holy Spirit there. We see, we talked about this concept a few weeks ago where we had the folk, everybody get around in the circle. We talked about this idea of circumcession, just that that, that, that real fancy theological word to say the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are dwelling together as one. So we saw Jesus We realized there was a manifestation of the Trinity, but then there were others around experiencing this with them Others being baptized, experiencing this with them. Others who had already been baptized, experiencing this with them. Y'all get what I'm saying? We have a child here being presented this morning who's being baptized and the presence of the Lord is here. Is there anybody else in here who's been baptized? Please lift your hands if you've been baptized. We have the community of those baptized who are here as the Spirit of God is here. But then there's another beautiful thing because there are others who haven't been baptized, who are on their journey, I would dare say, to having that gift of being folded into spiritual community because the community is showing up and God is showing out. And they're saying, we show up like this because God shows out like this. And because God shows out like this, we realize that our baptism in the beloved or into the beloved, is a reason to constantly give God praise. Mm. I got preaching partners. (laughs) But here's the beautiful thing. I thank you all for being preaching partners. Because when I hear the mm, <laughs> I know the Spirit of God is hitting somebody. When I see the look, the pondering look like hmm, okay. I'm twisting that over. I'm wrestling with it. I know the Holy Spirit's moving. When I see the look of deep reflection, I I trust that the Holy Spirit is moving and the Holy Spirit is doing the preaching. See, I count these moments as a blessing and a privilege simply because it's my task, just like it was the music team's task, to lead this part of the worship. No. Thank you for that edit, Holy Spirit. To be led in walking through this part of the worship because it's still not me leading the worship. It's the one who drew us here that's still leading the worship. I just get the privilege in this moment of being the voice that's speaking. But here's the beautiful thing because of the way the human mind and the human beings that we are work. I'm not the only voice that's, being, that's speaking right now. Because the voice inside of your minds is speaking right now. That's why I always start the sermon with talking about the wrestling. I know we're having a conversation. It's just that my voice gets to be the one that's on the loudspeaker in the conversation. But I know we're having a conversation. This is a dialogical experience. We're having a dialogue. It's you and I talking. It's us and the Holy Spirit talking. It's us and our experiences talking. But what I'm thankful for is that the presence of God is there in the midst of this entire conversation. And all I ask today, as we think about being baptized into the beloved, and we think about these conversations that are happening, I simply ask that we embrace this Idea in particular that, despite of or maybe even because of all of the stuff that all of us are going through in our unique individual journeys, that somewhere in our minds and in our spirits. That we hear these words and apply them to ourselves. That we hear the spirit of God speaking to us saying, you are my child. My beloved. And even though you go through struggle. I am well pleased that you keep getting up to go through the struggle. You are my child, my beloved. And even though sometimes you stumble and fall, I am well pleased that you have the humility to allow my spirit to help you get back up. You are my child, the beloved. And though I know between you all there is sometimes angst, and there is sometimes anger, and there is sometimes frustration. I am well pleased because you allow a spirit of compassion and a spirit of forgiveness and a spirit of understanding to keep moving through each of you so that you can look into one another's eyes and say, in this moment, God is well pleased. Somewhere in our spirits, I hope that we are hearing the voice of God saying, you are my beloved and I didn't put you here to be so caught up in being successful and productive and advancing that you forget that all I really want you to do is be faithful. Faithful to loving one another, faithful to growing, faithful to letting me guide your lives so that you can know that with all the stuff going on, I am in fact well pleased. And I want you to walk in blessing because you have been baptized into the Beloved. And this is the word of God for the people of God. And together can we say, thanks be to God. Family, you've been baptized into the kingdom. Don't let anyone, anything, any circumstance make you forget that if you walk by faith and not by sight, God will be well pleased. In the name of Jesus, amen.
0: Good morning, everybody. It is a pleasure to be here with you. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the interns here at Eastside. um, And I will be leading us this morning in our prayers of the people. Um, So I was going back to prepare what I was going to pray this morning. And I realized that a year ago, January 16th, 2022, I also led the prayers of the people then. So I thought I would kind of take what I prayed a year ago and use that as kind of reflection, thinking um, a lot of us here prayed the same prayer a year ago, and let's see what it sounds like today. Um, A year ago, we were worshiping virtually because the Omicron variant was kind of going around. So um, I remember it took me a conservative 25 times to film my prayer to get it just right. Um, (laughs) So this morning, I only have once. Um, so I'm going to read what we prayed a year ago together, and I'm going to read it twice, so I kind of altered it a little bit, um, for the first time so we can reflect back on our year, but then the second time I pray it, we're going to, um, kind of look forward to this upcoming year. Um, so we prayed these words a year ago, what has happened since then? How has God answered these prayers? Because I'd argue that God has answered them all. That doesn't necessarily mean it's an answer we like. Um, What did you do to be the hands and feet of God in the world? So let's go into this prayer. A few times I may say, Lord, in your mercy, I invite you all to respond. Hear our prayer. As we reflect on 2022, may we have humility and vision to reflect on all that we have done and left undone. If the year before felt disconnected from community due to online worship or COVID precautions, did last year bring the joy of reconnecting? If the year before felt disconnected from community due to introversion, did we have the courage to reach out? If the year before was full of despair, how did we find energy to keep searching for hope? If the year before was full of personal growth and achievement, when last year did we give ourselves permission to celebrate and to honor our hard work? If the year before was full of shame, were our eyes opened to the miracle that we are? Were we gentle with our bodies and spirits last year? If the year before we did a lot of speaking last year, how did we listen? If the year before we did a lot of listening Last year, how were we called to action? If the year was full of loss, did we mourn well? And if the year was free of loss, did we sit in solidarity with those who were mourning? If the year before was full of chaos and it feels like it slipped through our fingers, last year did we breathe and sit and savor? Was our attention captured by every meal with friends, every walk outside, every morning bird song? How did we attune our hearts to God's presence, not in the disembodied future, but in the everyday, the mundane, the right now? Lord, in your mercy. Now I want to read it a second time and use the same words now to reflect on the year ahead. Going into this year, how does each sentiment hit you differently? If I was to come back to these words in 2024, what would you want the answers to look like? So as we continue into the new year, give us humility and vision to reflect on all that we have done and left undone. If last year, 2022 felt disconnected from community due to online worship or COVID precautions, may this year bring the joy of reconnecting. If last year felt disconnected from community due to introversion, may this year bring the courage to reach out If last year was full of despair, may we find the energy to keep searching for hope. If last year was full of personal growth and achievement, may we give ourselves permission to celebrate and to honor our hard work. If last year was full of shame, may our eyes be opened to the miracle that we are may we be gentle with our bodies and spirits. If last year we did a lot of speaking, may this year we listen. And if last year we did a lot of listening, may this year we be called to action. If last year was full of loss, may we mourn well. If last year was free of loss, may we sit in solidarity with those who did. If last year was full of chaos, and it feels like it slipped through our fingers, may this year we breathe, sit, and savor. May our attention be captured by every meal with friends, every walk outside, every morning bird song. May we attune our hearts to God's presence, not in a disembodied future, but in the everyday, the mundane, the right now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Now we enter a time of reflection and confession of sin. And I like the way author and theologian Lisa Sharon Harper frames the idea of sin. She says, sin is not about the personal imperfection of the self. Rather, sin is any act that breaks any of the relationships God declared very good in the beginning relationship between one another, and also between us in the natural world, between us and our own bodies. So as we enter into this time of silent confession, may we consider if these connections and relationships are where God is, how have we broken these connections and how can we restore them? hear the good news. Christ died for us when we were yet sinners, and that proves God's love for us. In the name of Christ, you are forgiven.
1: Thank you, Rachel. Thank you to everyone who has made this day possible. And so, in the spirit of thanks, our AV team, thank you. Yes, those who serve in Kids Collective and in worship. We thank you. And as a final act of thanks, will we stand with hands lifted to give thanks to the God who makes this all possible. And as we prepare to go into the world the way that we gave God thanks through our hands just a few moments ago, let us give thanks to God through our hearts, through our words, and through our actions this week. Lord God, we thank you for the love and light into which you have invited us. Lord, help us to live in the fullness of being baptized into the beloved. Let us be light, let us be love, let us be compassion, let us be hope, healing, let us be whatever we need to be for people to be transformed by you. Everywhere we go this week, In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen, amen, amen. Go in peace, family. Hallelujah.
0: We hope that you've enjoyed this week's message, and we look forward to connecting with you soon. If you'd like to experience our full church services, you can find them at youtube.com slash EastsideChurchATL. And if you'd like to support the work we're doing here at Eastside, you can find our giving portal at our website, EastsideATL.org. Be well.